What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Layer Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we've got another good episode for you today. Today's a book of the week show, and we'll be diving into Kill or Be Killed by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, the famous team. And I uh, can't wait to dive into that with you, buddy. But uh, how was your week, man? Dude, overall, I had a pretty pretty stellar week, I'd have to say. Pretty stellar? Pretty stellar, man. It was No, it was a good week. Um, everything... Uh, Everything went pretty good, I think, this week for me. Besides it being super hot and it's only going to get hotter this weekend, it's supposed to be like, I don't know, pushing 115. It's tough here, man. Dude, 115? Yeah, dude. Get in your car after a long day at work. No matter how many sunshades you have, it doesn't work. 115. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I but, can't even imagine that right now. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, other than that, it was, um, I had a great week, man. How was yours? 115 dude i'm telling you <laughs> i'm hung up on it bro I'm, don't, don't just, even think about it man you'll start sweating <laughs> oh my god it's 80 here and i feel like whoo i don't want it to get to 90 dude if it gets 80 i'm putting a hoodie on <laughs> <laughs> i had an all right week man yeah i got some reading in got some watching in uh been binging stranger things uh with the wife we've been uh with the wife, that sounds like such a ridiculous thing to say. With Meg and uh, we, where been, are you at now in it? So we we have to catch up. We're doing season three right now, so mm. we have two more episodes of season three, and uh, then we're just gonna keep on going to uh, numero four. All right, I heard I need- num- number four has like a one part one and part two. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting, but I've heard good things. Have you been seeing any of season four yet? Just, I watched a little bit, remember, I think we spoke about it last week, um, I watched a little bit of it when my uh, daughter was watching it, and like, I think I walked in, like, right at the, like, last 30 minutes of the very last episode, and I had no idea what was going on, like, I was asking her all kinds of questions, and she's like, Dad, be quiet. Like, all right. <laughs> but um, I need to catch up. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. It's been good. Yeah, I love season one. I don't know why I stopped watching it. Maybe just season one was so good, dude. Yeah, I think I just had you know other stuff going on and other stuff I wanted to watch and just didn't get around to it. But I'll get there <laughs> I, eventually. You know me with watching TV, dude. It doesn't happen that often. I mean, I hear you say you'll get there, but I don't know, dude. <laughs> it takes a while, dude. You know what we did start watching this week, uh, my wife and I, and um, we tried getting the kids in it, but for some reason they weren't like that excited about it. I don't know why, but we started watching the pirate mo- the pirate movies again. Oh yeah, and going through those. The I haven't first seen one them. of those is really good too. Yeah, I don't. I think I've only seen like uh, I know I've seen the first two and maybe number three, but after that I, I didn't see. Uh, I think there's five total. Is there? I think so. Dang. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so it was really good to go back and rewatch the first one, and then we started the second one, so that was kind of cool. Right on. What else you get into this week, buddy? Dude, I got some cool trades in. Um, had some smoking deals over on uh, in-stock trades, and so I got this um, Near Death. It's an image comic. I don't know when this oh. was published. Let me look. It looks cool. Is it like a crime like detective-y sort of thing? Yeah. And so I don't know a ton about it, but the art looked really cool. And like um, Ed Brubaker, speaking of Ed, he had some good stuff to say about this one. Oh, right on. And so when I seen that, I was like, all right, I'm going to pick it up. Artwork looks really cool. But um, 
Yeah, it's created by Jay uh, Faber, I want to say. I might be butchering that, like always. That but sounds perfectly right. Pretty good. But yeah, the art <laughs> looks really cool, so I'm stoked to dive into this one. This one might be my weekend read. And then um, I also picked up this hardcover, super stoked on this one, called Men of Wrath by Jason Aaron, Ron Garney. Dude, Ron Garney, berserker. Yeah, yeah. and so um, I'm super stoked to get into this one. Another probably like crime style one. And um, But again, the art, Ron Garney's art in this one looks so good. And um, yeah, so I'm pretty pumped to get into these. Was that like another sort of detective-y one? What's that one about? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no it's it's around the same like genre right on yeah i don't know i've just been on this kind of kick i like reading stuff like that i don't know yeah and then um but reading wise i got a little bit of reading in for sure um i, I know you got this issue in too if you want to kind of chat about the old uh tinian's closet issue number two yeah, man, what were you thinking about this one? I know we loved the first issue. Yeah, so the first issue was great. This one, um, I don't know. I kind of liked it, actually. I know um, me and you spoke about it a little bit with how much um, it almost seemed like he meets up with his buddy, right? They're on this road trip from New York, and they're going to, to Oregon. <laughs> Him and his son. Yeah, talk about a long road trip, dude, for a little toddler. His and his friend kind of calls him out for that, like you, yeah. you know, yeah, you just wanted to get away from your wife. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, him and um, I, I know you were saying like him and his buddy when he meets up, they they're like out like just catching up in the backyard after they put you know his son to bed, and um, his friend's just like almost like a jerk to him <laughs> the whole time. I know. So I was just I just kept thinking like, man, if this were me driving with you know one of my kids and i hadn't seen you in a long time and i pull up just kind of excited to see you be with a buddy and then you're just trashing me like all night i mean there's, like bro why'd i even come here like i'm gonna go i know like there's one way to like talk to your buddy like if he's messing up like you know there's like a a, a way to go about it you know like a tactical exactly. way like a friendly way but he's just a straight jerk to this guy and tom <laughs> is just like the whole time he's like dude, man, like, come on, give me a break. <laughs> I know. And some of the stuff is like true. Like, cause I, some of the reviews I was even reading, like one of the dudes, I, I really love his commentary on comics was just like saying that he really didn't like Tom. And they're like, Tom felt like such a bad guy. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like just slow down. Like we don't know that much about Tom yet. He might just be in a bad spot. He's like stressed out. I mean, you do learn some more stuff here. Like, Kind of when he's talking about that girlfriend, apparently he had a fling with yeah. that his wife has forgiven him for. And then he slips into like reminiscing about her again. Yeah, yeah. I was it's, like, whoa, Tom, that was a little creep. And honestly, though, he does seem like a Tom seems like not a nice dude. And I, I don't know, you know, we still it's still early in the story. So who knows what's all going on with him? And, you know, stre like we've talked about it when we read the first issue, like moving is stressful enough. But um, he just doesn't seem like he's fully there in his whole relationship with his family at all, you know? Yeah. And, and um, like in the beginning of the issue, it seemed like, and he even tells him, he's like, I, you know, he yelled at his son for something silly, uh, talking about this monster. And like, he just seems, he does seem like a jerk. So his buddy but does I mean, have a even point. that dude, like when, like, come on, I've, I don't like to think that I'm a jerk, but I've like, you know, lost my cool a little bit or like been like, hey, 
don't do that. Yeah, you no, know what I mean? I mean? It does happen. No, for sure. It and does so happen. Like, 100%. Trying to put myself in his, sho- in his shoes. Like, yeah, sometimes, you know, you can get a little like worn down, worn to a point where you break. And uh, like, it, it didn't seem like Tom wasn't trying. I mean, he. I'm not saying Tom's a great guy. I'm just saying, like, Tom as villain seemed like such a hard push for me. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's a villain, but then you get to the end of this issue. Yeah. And the very last panel does... Well, that's like a a preview cover. That's, like, not even part of the issue. That's just, like, next issue. Yeah, but still, like... Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't read it yet, because it was just dropped out, but... um, this little boy, you know, he's going to to sleep in a new home, so you wouldn't think this monster in his old closet's following him around. But sure enough, that door it has some type of special powers, you yeah. know. It, he, and he I will say, it. go ahead. No, I was just saying he sees the door, but this time it opens up like on the ceiling. Yeah, and I will say, as a dad, like when your kids this freaked out, like I would just go and tell you, like if again, if we're reversing here, and this is me and you hanging out, I'd be like, hey, bro, I was really looking forward to hanging out, but you know. I got to be with my kid until he yeah, falls yeah. asleep. No, for sure. Like that yeah. seemed like a jerk move. I'm like, dude, Tom. Yeah. Like it's Tom, not just all right about now, you, bro? Tom. Not yeah, just I, all about I you, I know Tom. you want to reminisce with your buddy and get hammered in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> but you might need to put your son to sleep first. One of the funny things is, is when they get there, they have those Legos on the ground. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. like, yeah, throw them all out. We could build whatever. And he's got all these really cool ideas to like build, build some funny spaceship. things. And then he's like, no, we could build a, we could build a cat. A, yeah, a spaceship out of castles or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But then you find out that those Legos are literally his Legos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a couple of spots where I was kind of giggling during this uh, issue for sure, but um, I liked it. I thought it was cool. You know, we got to see a little character building with Tom, and hopefully he doesn't turn into a villain. Uh, I'm kind of nervous to see what uh, is going to happen with him. Yeah, I think kind of like what I was trying to say earlier is like, Maybe he's just a guy whose course needs to be corrected. He's not necessarily a villain. And so I, I didn't want to cast him as like, oh, he's the bad guy like this dude I was reading was saying. I'm kind of just hoping I mean, it's a horror book, but so it, it doesn't seem like redemption's probably in its sights, but kind of hope for Tom that things go better. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I'm rooting for Tom, but he's gotta he's gotta do some make some changes. <laughs> he's got some groundwork to do. Big time, but I think, he, I mean, he can do it. Yeah. There was something else I wanted to ask you about in this. Uh, oh, the uh, the little stuffed animal that he has that's like a bat. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He chucks it at the, at the thing, and it bounces. So, like, he's not just imagining this. Like, for a while there, I was kind of like, well, maybe he is just having some sort of, like, supernatural sort of something but this seems like it's interacting in the real world oh yeah and especially the the i think one of the very last panels you know like that oh yeah it drags him yeah it's dragging the kid and so for sure um some stuff going on because the kid even is like freaking out because that that monster or whatever comes after him right and so the kid runs out and he's trying to get his dad's attention and he can't even speak so something else is going on either like his his uh, voice is gone, and he's freaking out, and so pretty wild, man. But, dude, the la- the very last panel, like, I just felt like the dimensions of Jamie's head to body looked a little weird. You know what? Kids, norm- <laughs> they have to grow into their domes. <laughs> Usually kids have very big domes, That's and they got to grow into it. 
That's true. Good point. But dude, I, I still, uh, I thought with that, I, w- I felt like the, the issue was a little slow for me. I was like, okay. And a little awkward. Cause I didn't want to be sitting there watching friends argue the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> kind of made me feel a little uneasy, but the way that issue ended, man, I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait for issue three. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's after, especially that, you know, last page for the, for the sneak peek for, for the next issue kind of like, I don't know. I wonder if that's just like a variant cover or if that's like, has something to do with the story or if they're just, I don't know. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, what else did you get into? Yeah, I know. Um, let's talk about, um, a calculated man. Cause I know you finally were able to pick that one up. Yeah, dude, based off your recommendation, cause I wasn't going to get it, you know, and uh, you said that you thought I'd like it, so I picked it up. And uh, what do you think, it dude, Jack Jack Beans? <laughs> dude, it was actually a really good story, dude. Yeah, he's rad, I, huh? He's super rad, and I remember kind of like really joking about his name and thinking, "Wow, what a wild choice <laughs> <laughs> for a name." Yeah, but like you kind of find out quickly, like why he's going by Jack Beans. Like that's not really his name. He's just kind of saying like he's. He's a nobody now. He's changing course. He's doing something different. Yeah, leaving the mob uh, life behind. Yeah, because he's all, he's in uh, witness protection now. You find out from that that one of those cops who's training the new person. Yeah, that the girl and uh, dude, the way he talks about Jack to her, he loves Jack. Dude, dude. he's like idolizes Jack, dude. Like he's his, just this awesome dude. Like can do yeah. anything. It's so crazy. Like seeing a. Uh, a detective talk the way so highly of a dude that's pretty much was a criminal in his past life, you know? Yeah. So yeah, pretty funny. And, um, Oh, he's and even his wife, the, the cop's wife, he was saying like, was questioning his relationship with Jack. Cause she's she was like, I think you love Jack more than you love me. Yeah. He's like infatuated with him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I love the story so far, man. Like, He's just such a smart dude. Like he's gonna outwit the you know anybody that comes near him. Like it's just crazy to me. What I thought was even more compelling than that, uh, and I love that part of it was how smart he is. But I think the most interesting thing is his inability to lie. Mm. Yeah, like, that is. They threw that in there. I didn't expect that part. Yeah. Of him. Yeah. And I just really liked the kind of tension that that brings into the story and how they're going to weave that in and out and how he has i mean you could only not lie if you're that smart too yeah but that panel where he's talking about the cop tells the other cop the cop that's training i can't remember his name but um that he also has like um i forget what it's called but it's some sort of memory where he literally literally remembers Mm -hmm everything of every detail down to the socks he was wearing, what the the person walking by him was wearing on this yeah. date on this time. And, uh, he's re- Jack is then tell, telling somebody about his day. And he's like, then, and you know, I go to the coffee shop and the barista is doing his normal quizzes. And so the barista is like, all right, July 4th, I don't remember July 4th, right, right. 19 blow. And he's like, listing out all the details of exactly what was going on on that day he is probably the best like blackjack player in the world he's probably got to be banned from every casino for sure Oh, i bet yeah for sure but yeah that part about him is dude so crazy like he can look at cars and like tell you how fast they're driving just by like how fast they're like passing objects like it's gnarly yeah but i'm definitely going to keep up with this it was cool the ending was surprising where you know that very last panel where 
he Jack shows up with both of them. Yeah. Because at first you weren't really sure what the time like hops. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was actually present time, and so. Yeah. But apparently, so anyway, I don't know how much of it you want to give away, uh, but been out for a while now. I think we should. I think we'll be okay. But he was in, you know, working for the mobs, doing a bunch of work, wanted to get out. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, did a bunch of bad things, but ended up getting out. But now he's in witness protection. And I don't remember. You said when I read it, I couldn't tell exactly why he wanted to get out again. I can't remember. Dude, and it's kind of crazy. He wants to get out because he wants to have the ability to, like, fall in love and oh, have a wife. Oh, yes. Right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can't do that, live in the mobster life. And so yeah, that's, that's the main right. reason he wants a, you know, he wants a love life. He wants a yeah. woman. Yeah. So I thought, it, yeah, it's going to, I don't know how that's going to play a role in this whole thing, but we'll but, see. Yeah. So he got out, he's in witness protection, but then he, his cover's blown. Yeah. And so now he's trying to cover his tracks and. He basically yeah, says but, he's got to kill every mobster, every person involved in that whole game. Mm-hmm. So. So I'm here for it. Yeah. It's going to be, uh. I think it's going to be cool. I liked it. So I'm glad you liked it. When he pops in on one of the crime bosses in his little lab. Dude. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Well, there, there were some spots where I had some comic relief in there for sure. Yeah. So definitely liking that. Well, good. What do you think of the art? Art's pretty cool, huh? I did like the art. The only thing I didn't love, which kind of grew on me by the end, was it's Jack's hair. Dude, I knew you were going to say that. I was just about to say that. His big hair, dude. And it's so funny because the cop dude's like bragging about how awesome his hair is. And I'm just like, I don't know, bro. Get a haircut, Jack. Know. It's just a little too much. Like, And if you want to be undercover. Oh, exactly. I was just about to say, like, if you're trying to, you know, fly under the radar and not have anybody find you, like, you're going to have to change your haircut, bro. Like, that's the first thing they're going to spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's sticking out like a sore thumb man. yeah dude that's so funny because i was thinking the exact same thing but definitely a cool character and i love it with these like complex ideas like the being so smart and inability to, inability to lie like seeing what paul tobin is like just writing that character is so fascinating to me like i just want to see what he can keep doing yeah with it yeah you know? for sure well good dude so, i'm stoked you like it yeah, kudos, bro. Yeah, good. And then um, one other one I wanted to chat about with you was um, one of old, uh, one of my favorite writers right now, old Chip Zdarsky, came out with um, Public Domain. Yeah. And uh, that came out what I think last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what do you think? What do you think? What do you think about the the story and the premise and kind of what was going on in there? Dude, I love Public Domain, dude. So did I. I didn't know, honestly, when I, I was kind of hesitant about picking it up, but I was like, no, I got to check it out. It's Chip Z and I'm going to like it, I think. And, um, I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. Super cool. Kind of story about, uh, comic book. He's the artist and uh, he's got, you know, movies in the theater and, you know, he gets to go to these premieres, but nobody really cares for him. He gets no love at all. Because he's just the comic book creator. He's, you know, he didn't make the movie. Yep. And so it's just kind of this interesting thing. His kids don't really seem to appreciate it all that much. But towards the end, they kind of come around, it yeah, seems like. Yeah, I did like that, for sure. And there's a big twist at the end of issue one. 
regarding the dad and, and his and his work and yeah, ownership yeah. and stuff and uh, which I thought was rad. So I, I dude, I can't wait to see what happens. Like he seems like a dude though that I don't know if he'll do anything. I don't think he's gonna, man. You know? I think he's gonna be like the type of guy who's like, I don't want to do anything, but the people surrounding him are gonna be pursuing that on his behalf. I, I think so too, because he seems just like even when he goes to the movie premiere, like he's just like, no, I don't want to take any pictures. He's like, I, just low key, but um, it's like he doesn't want any recognition. You know, record. Help me out here. He doesn't want. <laughs> No, 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 no. Keep going. <laughs> Recognition. Yeah. You know what I mean. Recognition. That's my Texas slang coming out. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think you're right, though. Like, I think his kids are going to, you know, kind of push it a little bit. And um, it, it'll be cool, man. I'm kind of stoked to see what happens. Um, I love the characters in it. Um, yeah, they're all super cool. And the, the reporter who, like, is a big comic book fan, yeah, and she yeah. really likes him. And I love the scene in the theater. Uh, where she's looking at the writer and him because he's the artist and just how much he loves this whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's just stoked and he's uh, he seems like a really cool dude. Yeah. And so, yeah, I liked how Chip wrote it. He seems pretty passionate about this, you know. And, um, yeah, I, I was glad I picked it up. I can't wait to keep reading it. I know. Could you imagine, though, like in all honesty, like the amount of work that you put in as a writer or something to like write, I don't know, in some cases, 100 issues of a comic book really make this story, right? It gets pilfered by some Hollywood types who just change it up a little bit. And then like nobody cares about anything you did. Yeah. It would kind of like... I that's wild. Yeah. And and he doesn't really feel like he's just kind of like whatever. So that's what I mean. Like with the twist at the end, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I kind of wonder if if Chip's writing himself here. Because Chip doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would get really worked up about it. Like he seems like he just loves what he's doing. Yeah. And that's exactly I mean, what this guy does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So kind of interesting, but I really like it. I think it's only going to be five issues, but yeah, it'll be cool. I'll, I'll I'm in it for the for the ride for sure. I like it. Heck yeah, bro. Well, cool, dude. Anything else you uh, want to highlight real quick before we get into uh, Killer Be Killed? I don't think so, man. I, I got some other stuff I read, but I'll save it for uh, next week on the hanging. That's what I'm talking about. Good dude. But I will say as a little teaser, twig. Twig. Yeah, I picked it up this week. I haven't got a chance to to get into it um but i did pick it up (laughs) stop giving me art (laughs) pick it up but i did pick it up (laughs) i don't know why i have a western texas style southern slang going down i love it I need I need more of it. <clears throat> Anyways, dude, let's get into um our BO dub man, Killer Be Killed, uh volume one from Image by uh Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips with the art, and uh Elizabeth Brettweiser. I think it might be Brightweiser. Brightweiser, but... yeah. That sounds way better than what I said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> way <laughs> I'm not better. sure though, man. <laughs> uh but we gotta at least get one wrong so that our fans know it's really us. Here. Yeah. For sure. So I know I've talked about this in the past. I think even on a show I've read it. Um, we've kind of, I think you knew where I sat initially, but yeah. I can't wait to dive into this with you. But just, I want to know right up front, 
what'd you think, man? Kind of generally of Killer Be Killed. Dude, when I finished this book, I wish I had volume two sitting on my shelf because I really, I just wanted to keep going. Yeah. Especially exactly the very last page. Like it, I loved it. The whole thing was, the, it was awesome. The art was super cool. Like Philip's art was just great. And um, story all in all, dude, um, I can't wait to pick up volume two. Yeah, dude. Uh, one of the things I really think goes probably not as overlooked as, as I'm going to make it seem, but overlooked in Philip's work is, dude, I love his paneling, dude. Like, I love the way this, this flows. I love the way he structures the pages and how the story flows through it. Um, but his pencils and character work, uh, everything seems kind of natural, like the movements and the body language, and except for one panel that I didn't love. Uh, but that's very minor. <laughs> but everything else is great. Yeah, no, I for sure um, thought it flowed very well, really natural, easy to read, um, but I loved it. Yeah, you want to give a little overview of it before we kind of break it down? Yeah, dude, so this is a story about uh, a dude named Dylan who's kind of in grad school, and uh, he's currently living with a roommate who happens to be dating his very best friend, who you find out is also the love of his life, Yeah, and it's causing all sorts of issues for him. And so one night, you know, he decides he's kind of had enough. He's going to jump. He's going to, you know, kill himself. And so he jumps from the top of his roof. But on his way down, he kind of gets caught up on some clotheslines, somehow doesn't die. And uh, through the course of all this, he meets a demon. And the demon tells him straight up, like, hey, man, you're going to have, like, you owe me something. You don't get to just try to kill yourself, not die and get away with it. Yeah. And so the demon tells him, now you, you owe me now. Like a life for a life, pretty yeah. much, I think is what he says. Yeah. And so he says, um, so you gotta, you've got to you've gotta kill somebody. Does he specifically say once a month or does he just yeah, say you no. have a month? He says he, every month you've got to kill one person. Yeah. And if not, Dylan will die. And so pretty- Dylan's got to like figure this out at first he's a little bit like no way dude he starts rationalizing it he's like i'm yeah. not one of these guys who believes in this sort of he stuff thinks he, yeah he almost thinks he's dreaming or like you know he's he he just fell off a roof the these clotheslines or whatever kind of broke his fall he's still injured so he's pumped up on adrenaline so he's like did i really did that really happen you know uh-huh. he's like kind of questioning if he's going crazy or if he really did see this demon you know telling him what to do and so as he's as he's doing all that, man, like he's he's kind of like since he's got a month, he's doing all right. And so he kind of slips into this like, OK, that didn't really happen. Yeah. But then as time goes on, dude, he starts getting sick. Yeah. At the, the last like I think week he has left or something like that, like mm-hmm. he's like deathly ill. He even looks just gross. Just like, gross, dude. That one panel where he's like washing his face and his eye is all black. Yeah, dude. He just looks in bad shape. Even his roommate is uh, Mason and um, his best friend, uh, Kira, they're like, dude, you need to go to the hospital, man. Like you're burning yeah. up temperature wise and you just look like death. And, um, dude, I just really quick before we keep going, I thought the Sean Phillips, uh, the demon, just looked awesome. Yeah, he was cool. I don't think like he had a, even a name. Scary. Was, but, yeah, definitely would freak you out if that popped up in the shadowy mm-hmm. area of your bedroom. Like, hey, like this is what you got to do for me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, he thinks, all right, maybe I got to really do this. And he kind of has like a... 
another run in with the demon where the demon's kind of telling him like, dude, you've got, you've got one more day. Yeah. Like, dude, clock's ticking, man. Yeah. I wasn't kidding you. Yep. So really quick on that scene where that's happening, is he really getting jumped by by two homeless dudes there? I or? think so. Like, for one, he's weak as heck because I think he's either on the way to the hospital or on the way home. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, these two dudes just come out and just almost Wallop just, him. dude, beat him down. Like, he gets yeah. – honestly, throughout this whole run, he gets beat up a ton, bro. A ton. <laughs> Well, and he keeps, I love his monologues, dude, and how, like, authentic he is with all of oh, it. Like, dude, he's just like, that I'm was, not good at this yet. Like, yes. one day I'm going to be good at it. Like, uh, well, for, yeah, let me start first with the monologue. I thought that that was my favorite part. Like, I love just reading what he's thinking and what he's going through, all the struggles he's facing. Because Brubaker puts a lot of, like, real-world, like, issues into this volume for sure, you know, that a mm-hmm. lot of people deal with, you know. So, this dude's depressed. He's, you know, watching his best friend and the love of his life, like, with his other dude, like, so there's a lot of stuff in there that he's dealing with. And so and I, she starts playing with him, too, which oh, is yeah, frustrating. Oh, yeah, big time. She's playing with his emotions the whole time, and, like, one second you think, you know, she's all she's about gonna, Dylan, and then next thing you know, it's just like a normal life back with Mason. Like, it's yeah. wild, dude, how she's playing with him. And so... You know, so just to kind of pick back up where we were, like, so that's that's kind of the the overall of this story is like, yeah. here's a dude tried to kill himself, didn't work, demon telling him life for a life, and that's kind of where the story begins, right? Yeah. And he's got at the end of issue one, that's where you're left is he's got one day left, and he's kind of come to the to the realization that this isn't something he can just rationalize away. This demon must be real. His sickness, sure enough, is real, and so. What are you thinking kind of like just the way that this story started? Like, did it grip you in? Uh, I thought just kind of the dark humor that Brubaker gave Dylan in his monologues and uh, some of his like um, exposés of reality were like so true to today too. Yeah, for sure. And I think you summed it up perfect. Like there were some parts where like Dylan is like, talking about some serious stuff but the way he says it is just hilarious like i would start busting up laughing at some parts mm-hmm. but um you also learn too that dylan is is kind of um i don't know almost like a pushover you know like he he he's trying to be like okay i gotta kill someone but he like flashes back you know throughout this uh run of like times in his life where he could have like stepped up to do something and he just can't do it he's not that like tough guy like stick up for myself or anyone kind of person you know he just kind of kinds of lets stuff like rolls off his back and he doesn't do anything about it like there was i think Mm -hmm. an instance in 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 issue one where he's on a train with another girl i don't know if it was someone he's dating or something and there's these like three dudes in the back of the train that are like cat calling this girl and he's just kind of like just doesn't yeah. do anything about it. And the guys are even making fun of him. They're like, oh, of course, you know, she's with this sissy guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it makes you think, you're like, dude, you, how are you going to kill someone, man? You can't even really stick up for yourself in any situation you've ever, you know, came across. Like, how is yeah. this going to work out, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, good point. <laughs> but so that's where where we left off. And uh, so now he's got to concoct a plan. Like, so the hard part about this is he's, first of all, um, was it an issue one where, no, it's an issue two, right? Where he's got to figure out a way to get a gun. 
Yeah, he has some flashbacks of when he was a uh, child and how he could get a gun, yep. And so two problems that are presenting himself while he's got like time clicking down is that he's got to find a gun because, you know, that's the most efficient way to take care of a bad guy. Yep. And uh, now he's got to find somebody who's really bad. Yeah. And the demon's been telling him telling him like this whole time, like, dude, just open your eyes. Like, just look really around, easy. bro. Yeah. Walk down the street, <laughs> look around, you can find someone. No big deal. But but Dylan has this kind of moment of like in like thinking to himself, like, well, how do you know it's like they're really bad? How do you know like that person hasn't like gone through a process of redemption or you know, you know, flipped Changed the coin? Ways, yeah. 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 And so but as time's like really getting short, he remembers a, a really um kind of sad story about a friend of his. Yeah. As there and it's in a flashback about his dad as he's thinking about the gun and stuff, you find out that one of his friends was um what's the best way to to put it? That's not His friend basically got molested by a family member. By his brother. Yeah. And that interaction right there I thought was pretty crazy, you know, like like that's because that's another one where he didn't Dylan didn't step up like he he yeah, heard this at yep. the time he kind of is saying he wasn't really sure he knew yeah that that's what he meant and I think he was really young like maybe like six or seven in this flashback because basically what's going yeah. on too to a little more background is his dad was this like artist and he would always draw like these very like crazy like portraits and pictures of like naked women right yeah. And so him and his buddy being boys, they were going to look at these pictures up in the attic or something. And that's when his friend like said some stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. and, inappropriate. Yeah. Stuff. And um, so pretty wild, but he ends up finding a gun. So he ends up remembering going through those boxes that his dad has. And I guess his dad had a hidden pistol in there. And so he yeah. ended up getting those boxes and found the pistol. So he's like, all right, now I, I got a murder weapon. And then he remembered that it kind of brought that memory up of his buddy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, maybe I could kill this dude. He was a dirt kill ball, you know? Brother, yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that's going to be his first victim, man. And um, he takes him out. Yeah, and it's kind of hard. I think you mentioned it earlier, too, when we spoke. Like, it's kind of hard to root for someone to kill people, you know? You're like... As, and cold blood. Yeah. Like, it's just like, uh, it's kind of weird, right? Because as as the story's progressing and Dylan's kind of doing these, like, reflections on reality and the frustrating nature of a lot of it, and, like, you can't help but agree with him. And so you're kind of getting brought inside of this the world of Dylan and you're like, okay, like, yeah, like kind of rooting for Dylan and yeah. Like, yeah, there's bad guys. But then you're like killing somebody in cold blood, man. Like that might be a line too far. <laughs> yeah, no, which I a hundred percent agree. So it, and it's weird because you don't want Dylan to die either. Yeah. Like, so yeah. far as much as what you know about Dylan is he's just a decent dude. Who's caught in a bad situation, a little bit of depression, but like here he is deal with the demon. Like, so just in terms of like who the heck do you root for gets yeah. super confusing. Yeah. Like I was on Dylan's side the whole time, you know, like I'm like, dude, Dylan, I, I'm rooting for you, buddy. But then, you know, that struggle he had, like you, like you mentioned, like, man, is this guy really deserved death? Like, what if that was only like a one-time deal? Like, was it, was my buddy even telling the truth? You know, we were so young, like who knows yeah. what to believe, you know? But like but you then said, it turns out his, that, that his buddy, like, Got into drugs and dropped out of school. Like, yeah, clearly he, had, he was messed up. Yeah, 
And yeah. so he, he, he does it. That's it. That's his first victim. And, um, I don't want to say he got relief from it, but once he, he did kill him, that gave him another month to live, you know? So I don't and know. He if, immediately felt better. Yeah. And so I guess relief's not the word, but he did feel, you know, he's like, cause he, he was about to die himself, you know, mm-hmm. that, that time period was about to be up. But then you find out too, after, you know, he, he, killed this dude that later he was he was after so first after he killed him he was kind of like dude did i do the right thing he was really questioning himself just like, kept reading every newspaper yes. article with like google it every second he could yep. like he couldn't even have a conversation like this his his best friend was trying to talk to him because she's kind of like falling for him and him and uh her are kind of fooling around behind mason's back every once in a while and he didn't even want to oh, deal with just that. made me so mad yeah and he didn't even want to deal with that which beforehand he did and now you know he's like dude i'm 100 percent focused on this murder that i just did but mm-hmm. um, anyways, you, you find out that he was tied to some like child molestation ring or something crazy like that. So then Dylan's yeah. like, sweet, like I did the right mm-hmm. thing, I guess. This guy deserved to die, you know, like yeah. and, and look what happened. This whole molestation like thing, this ring got uncovered by the police since I did that. So I kind of did a good thing here, you know. And I think that That's, gave him some confidence too going forward because now he's like maybe a little too much though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because now he's like, now I can, you know, I got to pick another victim, and you know, as if I can do that every time, then heck yeah, I can do this all the time. Yeah, because isn't his next victim the Russian? Yeah, uh, he goes straight from and some. He does. <laughs> He kind of screws up on that one, man. Bro, he goes straight from just some dude that works at a bar, like no name dude, to like, um, like almost like the Russian mob, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoa, dude. I don't know, man. Yeah, you're going a little too, little too far there, Dylan. Like, bring it back a few steps before you get going to the Russian mob. But he does start doing it quicker too. Yeah, it he, doesn't seem like he's waiting till the end of each month anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and like before we get there though he has like these there's this one like scene where he's like um in the i think he's in a train i don't know where he's going but in his head he visualizes these like people in these in this train isn't like, that the very last issue is it is it the very last issue four. no you're right you're right. I can't Maybe remember. Right. It might be the issue before, but he's like in this train and he's like visualizing these like dudes picking on this old lady and he's like, man, I'm just going to pull out my pistol and blast them, you know? And you think it's real time. You're like, dude, Dylan's turning into a a bad dude now. But then he's like, nah, I couldn't do that. Like I was just imagining uh-huh. stuff from movies I watched and, you know, that's not the type of person I'm in, I am. And I'm just like, oh man, like, dude, I thought you were just <laughs> turning into this crazy, like, Punisher style, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's the very last issue. Is it the very last issue? Yeah, yeah. First, when I started seeing that, I was like, "No, don't, don't go this way." Uh-huh. And then when he, they kind of revealed their what was going on, I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I was like, "Dude, you're in a train. Like, there's all kinds of people around. Possibly, like, bro, you're gonna mess up, man." But he has some like, you know, as he's doing all this stuff, he has some like real internal issues with the, his relationship with Kira. Big time, yeah. And uh, you know, because like as you said, they're growing a little bit closer to each other, and you know, their relationship feels like it's heating up, cooling off, heating up, cooling off. But he's kind of worried about it because he doesn't want to spill the beans. Because one of the things he said, I think, was it an issue two, where he's like, "You want to know how to get away with murder in today's world?" He's like. Don't say anything. 
Like yeah. don't like just keep your mouth shut. And I think yeah, and with Kira, like he would want to tell her, you know, for mm-hmm. sure. So he, that, I think that's another reason he was kind of reluctant to talk to her because he didn't want to, to like you said, spill the beans on what was really going on with him. Because he always every time yeah. he would come home, like he was always out late or he would get, you know, he got beat up that one time. He would always have to like make up some random story of what he was doing or school or this. And, um, both the roommate Mason and and his friend were like, dude, what's going on with you, man? Like being weird. Yeah. Dude. Like living a double life. I did not care for Mason. Yeah. Mason seemed just like a, I don't know. Like a showboat, like no care for anybody's feelings. Exactly. Yeah. Just didn't like him at all. But one of the things that's really cool is that with him and Kira, with Dylan and Kira, is that like, you know, Brubaker really does a good job of like kind of building them, their character depth. Big time. Getting to, yeah. getting to know like what it is that Dylan uh, finds attractive about Kira and like it's the depth of her personality and the way she looks at the world and yeah. uh, just the connection he has with her and and you get to find out some crazy stuff about her past with her mom and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. the character building was really cool. Like she was, she was cool. She had a lot of her own issues, as mm-hmm. did Dylan. And so them, you put them two together, it could be a recipe for disaster, though. You know? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because they both have some crazy issues that they're dealing with. And uh, you get to find out some some of her stuff with her therapist, and like you know, it's just a really cool cool work and. You know, super fascinating character deep dives, I feel like. Yeah, there. no, big time. But, dude, so he kind of like, like you were saying, in issue four starts off with that. It's almost like a dream that he's having where he's taking out those dudes on, on the bus. Yeah. And that's where he gets the idea for the red hood. Yeah. The, like, ski mask. Yeah, yeah. And um, he gets all that done. He's doing all that. But him and Kira are still, man playing with each other like they just don't understand what they're doing no not at all they're like both of them are like living double lives pretty much behind mason's back mason's out of town they're like fooling around and you know she says she's gonna break it off with mason it just needs to be the right time and he's like dude when's the right time already like yeah you know and um he's still trying to plan out his his next his second murder. Yeah, his second murder. And like you said earlier, he, he decides, um, he goes, th- where does he go? A club? He goes to a, a club, club, right? Yeah. Because he's found out that, like, you know, these Russian mobsters may or may not be prostituting these women on yeah. the side. Traffic, yeah, trafficking and these like women. And, like, kind of keeping them as, as prisoners. Yeah. Like sex slaves. Yeah. And like kind of before that, though, he even like comes across, he's like, man, I got to do my research, you know? He's like, what about, mm-hmm. what about if I just kill a, a, a drug dealer, you know? And I, then he's like, oh, well, he's just dealing drugs, you know? Like, <laughs> what's, uh-huh. so um, I think that's how he went to like, he knew for sure. Like, he can be like, uh, no one's forcing people to, you know, like, buy drugs you know that's not that big of a deal so i think that's kind of why he went towards like hey i'm gonna go after if this is truly happening with this um human trafficking prostitution thing i know for sure like yeah that's against their will and um that is something i he could um think you know make himself feel good about killing somebody you know what i mean yeah yeah give him justification (laughs) i guess 
Yeah. So he's he's like he stalks these dudes for like four days, finds out the routine. Yeah. And he just thinks like that's good enough. Like he Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, dude, even when he confronts the mobster, the mobster's like, dude. He's intimidating, bro. He's like, You messed up, man. Yeah. <laughs> you messed up. Yeah. And but, um he got in a little over his head. Yeah, dude. Well, because the thing that he wasn't thinking was that like these women might feel like these guys, like no matter how bad it is currently for them, they're not going to be able to just run away. Like, so he takes out the Russian mobster and he goes to to free the women from the van. But then they just straight up attack him. Dude, that one woman gets out with like brass knuckles and starts just jacking him up. But dude, one of the crazy things is, is then he shoots one of them. Yeah. So now I went from a single murder for sure to possibly a double murder of some woman who, who knows what her deal is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but the cops are coming. He bails. He gets out of there quickly. He gets home. But then he's confronted by Kira and Mason. Mason. Yeah. And he, he, he quickly is just like, Okay, there's one way out of this. And again, yeah, he, gonna, he, he, again, he shows up beat up, dude. He yep. just got punched in the face with brass knuckles all over. And he's and so they're like, "What the heck have you been doing?" And he, he just gets down on his knees and starts crying like, <laughs> "I'm messed up." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that works. So like, she starts caring for him, tending to his needs. And yeah, what is he? I think he says he's been going out and getting in bar fights. <laughs> And they bought it, though, dude. They did, man. Yeah. Probably because he has been wearing his depression on his sleeve. But, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, he even mentions, he's like, you know, I'm nothing. I feel alone. Like, and and so I think, you know, Kira kind of sees that. Mason probably sees it because he doesn't do anything. All You know, he's just at home by himself trying to get through school. And, um, and like, he's an older grad student, too. It's not like he's young and in school, you know, like. So, um definitely uh feel for the dude you know yeah but then you know as the as kira's sitting in his room kind of like caring for him she finds this box of his dad's artwork starts going through it bro and uh you know hashtag spoiler yeah freaking demon is in his dad's artwork bro dude which just spins everything that you've just spent four issues reading on its freaking head so the very last panel is a picture of one of his dad's piece of art of like these, um, these girls are like just like naked devils. It was what they look like basically. But the demon that he's been seeing is in the background, just staring mm-hmm. at you. And so when I seen yeah. that panel, I freaked. I was, my mind was just mm-hmm. like, no. So no. was he really just, was this just in his head the entire time? And he was just that like depressed and that, had that big of a mental issue. He really just visioned this in his, in his own head and took it upon himself to do that. And he wasn't really dying and he didn't have like, dude, what a rad way to end a book. Cause like I said, I, I wanted to pick up volume two immediately. Mm -hmm. And just up the ante. Cause the whole time, you know, even he's, even he's reflecting on that's insane to think that a demon's following you. Yeah. Rationalizing in a way, you know, everything happens to the point where he's like, okay, I can't rationalize it away. This demon's real. I got to yep. do something about it. To then at the very end, you know, just ups the ante of, oh my gosh, okay, what the heck? 
is this actually a supernatural thing? Is he in some sort of deal with a demon or is this dude certifiably nuts? And so he's had to have seen that demon from his childhood looking through all of his dad's art, right? He's had to have seen that before. And then with all his mental issues and his his depression and all that, like he had just to manifest that in his brain that it was happening. Like, I don't think it really happened now. I mean, what do you think? I can't tell you. You can't tell me. I've read the whole thing. When you finished volume one, what were you thinking? Like, do you remember like, dude, for sure he's, that's all in his brain. That's all in his own head. I don't believe that it really happened with the demon. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's where I was when I finished. I was just like, okay, so, um, yeah, he, he went a little crazy. Like that fall from the roof, like maybe he lived through it, but it messed his brain up. Could have messed him up even worse than he already was. Yeah. Yeah. Got jarred a little loose. Dude, but what a freaking awesome book, dude. It um I loved it. I, I loved every part of it. The the artwork was great and the storyline, like so I'm in. I, I want to get the other volumes for sure. Yeah, man. If you had to give it a rating, dude, what would you what would you say? And um who would you recommend this to? Like, who do you think would enjoy this? Um, definitely, I would. I I would say this is more of a mature read. Um, definitely wouldn't be letting any you know younger younger people read this one. Um, and if you're married, so be, maybe don't read it right next to your wife. Yeah, be be aware it is for mature audience for sure. But um, any anybody can pick this one up and just dive right into it. You know, it's a it's easy read. Um. But like I said, just more mature audience for sure. But if I would have to give it a rating, man, I would give um, I would give the art a four out of five and um, the story four and a half out of five. I thought it was great. Um, so total, I'd give it an eight and a half out of ten. Right on, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. I loved it, man. It was one of the one of the first ones I read where I got really, really stoked on on it, and like you said, immediately got up picked up volume two and just burned my Gosh, way yeah, through dude, it. that's what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, I think if I was going to give it a rating, I'd probably give it, um, I give it an, I give it a same 8.5. I really liked it. Uh, super solid. I think anybody who's, who's interested in some really good character work, like mm-hmm. loves to yeah. like, yeah, big time, do some good character building and, um, you know, twists and turns and even some crime stuff. Like if you're into detective stuff, like I think, I think, uh, what's his name again? Dylan is like a great pro profiler. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just kind of, kind of interesting and, um, the relationships and, you know, if you're a fan of anything, you've read Brubaker before, I think you'll, you'll enjoy this. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think honestly, dude, like this is one you have to read. I like, think so. You got to put this one on your list. Like if you're a you fan, got, like, and, yeah. or if you're a longtime fan or just getting into comics, pick these ones up, like p- pick them up. You're, you're going to enjoy them. And, um, you're going to immediately want to pick up volume two. And so I yeah. can't wait to read those. We're going to have to, we'll have to get back into this as soon as I get the other volumes and definitely talk about this one again, for sure. Yeah. I can't wait to, man. So that's a eight and a half and eight and a half for a total of. That's a 17 out of 20 here in the lair. Yeah, man. Super, super stoked on this one. Super glad we got to read it this week, chat about it. Um, highly recommended from the CBL. Pick it up. Uh, we we really believe that you're going to love it. Yeah, pick it up. Uh, or if you have read it, uh, head over to our Discord and um, tell us what you think about this one. And um, I'd love to hear from you guys. Right on, man. Well, uh, that aside, 
What you looking forward to next week, dude? You got anything on your radar? Dude, yeah, next week's got some cool stuff coming out. Um, so speaking of, um, I know we talked about him earlier, but Chip Zdarsky, um, got another, uh, Daredevil coming out, issue number one. And, um, that looks pretty cool, man. Can you not hear me? I hear you. It's just super, super interesting to me because Zdarsky just did a whole huge Daredevil run. Now he's starting over on a number one. Yeah, I know. I thought it was weird, too. And it's, he's doing Batman. He's starting at 125. Dude, he's and doing, he's doing little, public domain. Yeah. And he's doing Batman the, the White Knight. And I mean, Batman the Knight. The Knight, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. But yeah, dude, he's got a lot on his plate, man. I don't know how he's managing it all, but. He's getting there is a Batman the White Knight out right now, though. There is, yeah. Yeah. I think some of the, the two that I'm most stoked on, or at least the one for sure, is um, 8 Billion Genies. What about Slumber 5? And Slumber 5, yeah. Those are the two I think I'm most looking forward to next week. I think that's the end of the arc, is it, for Slumber? I don't know. I can't remember what you told me. Yeah, I can't remember either. But either way, I'm stoked to see what's going to happen in that world. And then 8 Billion Genies has just been great. So um, those are the two I'm most looking forward to next week. What about you? Yeah, man, those are probably my two that I'm most excited about as well. But we've got Moon Nine, Moon, oh, yeah, Moon Knight Moon 13, Knight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quest Aside, number three, uh, Cities of Magic, number three. But expect <laughs> that to not come out next week. Listen, that might get pushed back a couple weeks just like issue two did. So we'll see. Uh, and then one that kind of caught my eye uh, that I don't know much about but looked cool and, and reading about it was Impact Winter. Number one from Image. Yeah. Uh, that looks pretty cool, so I might check that one out. And then for trades, we've got the TMNT ongoing number 14 coming out. Uh, we've got Orphan and the Five Beasts hopefully coming out finally. I think we mentioned that last yeah, week too. Yeah, we did, yeah. And then, dude, the one that I really like that I think you'd enjoy uh, is Cloaked. Mm, I did see so, that's coming out next week. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, you talking so about it too. the Cloaked trade comes out. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick that one out. That one looks fun. But yeah, dude, that's what I'm looking forward to. And then we've got, I'm going to be binging Stranger Things again, trying to catch up on that, keep up with uh, Miss Marvel. I haven't watched any new ones yet since last week, but uh, yeah, man. Are you, um, I think, doesn't Thor come out this weekend? It is out already. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Or last night. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, I've heard mixed. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. I know... um... I have some uh, friends that are going to watch this weekend, so I'll have to get with them to um, to see how it is. But I like I've I've heard multiple people say, uh, I don't know, just the way that Thor's turning into like a more like a slapstick comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't know. We'll see. I still want to watch it for sure. Like I thought the I thought the preview looked rad. So um, I liked Ragnarok a lot. So yeah. All right. Well, that'll be one we'll have to get into, man. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try to get to a movie this week. Yeah, man. Me too. I'm gonna try to fit it in somehow. I still want to watch Top Gun. I haven't got to see Top. Dude, me neither. My wife even went and saw it. I haven't seen it. My brother, who doesn't even go to movies that often, he watched it twice. Really, dude? Ryan. Ryan called me on his way home from Vegas after he watched it, and he's like, "Bro, I just watched Top Gun. I'm doing 120 in my truck. I feel like I'm in a fire pilot." <laughs> <laughs> and just him telling me that made me so stoked to go watch it because he's not a big movie goer and when he goes to watch it twice you know it's pretty good 
Yeah, I can't wait to go see it. He even told I me. I want to see that. I want to see Thor. He even told me, he's like, bro, I think I'm going to go get a pilot license. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother's just like us. Uh, yeah, I said, bro, it's not going to be the same thing, man. Those little Cessnas are going to be only pushing like 100 miles an hour, man. You're not going to be zipping yeah. around like a fighter pilot. <laughs> it's not a jet plane. <laughs> but it could be a cool. jet. Maybe he yeah. should get a flight simulator and just pretending he's in Dude, a jet. Dude, that'd be rad. Yeah. That'd be rad. <laughs> get like a VR. Yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, dude, so uh, what are we doing next week? Dude, we're going to be hanging in the lair, man. Just chit-chatting, shooting the breeze, catching up on our stacks, catching up on the shows we've been uh, watching or not watching in some people's cases around here. Hey, hey, hey. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, did you get into any more Star Wars stuff lately? No. Um, every once in a while, my son will we'll put on uh, like Clone Wars, like the animated and so I'll make sure, like, because usually when he picks something, like, he'll literally, like, jump around episodes. Like, he'll watch episode one, and then he'll be like, nah, I want to watch, you know, I'll just scroll through the episodes, and I'm picking, like, episode 30, you know? And I'm like, dude. Uh-huh, yeah. Whichever, whichever one has a really cool image Yes. Yep, yep. Whatever still image looks the best he wants, you know? Yeah. So usually, but when he thing. says, hey, let's watch Star Wars, I'll go in order. So I've been kind of chipping away through Clone Wars. Um, right. Uh, other than that, I haven't got back into it yet. Yeah, I've been really slow on TV stuff, too. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm just looking forward to, to being able to dive into, uh, you know, one of the things I'm stoked, I'm pretty sure we'll get into next week because uh, I know you've been reading it, but uh, I'm stoked to talk about Seven to Eternity with mm, you, man. Yeah, I just finished that one, and um, I can't wait to chat about that one with you because it was, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Oh, right on, dude. Well, how can people uh, follow us, uh, keep up with what we're doing? Yeah, definitely uh, subscribe to our show and um, tell some friends. We'd love uh, to spread the word about, uh, around about us. And um, do us a favor and leave us a review, man. We'd love to hear from you guys and uh, tell us what you think. Head on five over. Five stars. Yeah, give us a five-star review or give us a no-star review and tell us what we're doing Just wrong. Give- Either one. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. And uh, it would definitely help out, probably get us a little more uh, noticed on there. So that would be great. And um, head over to our uh, Instagram at the Comic Book Lair. That's where we're just posting everything we're getting into and reading and watching. And then um, jump on over on our Discord and, um, you know, join the conversation over there. Uh, We love hearing what you guys are reading and um, give us some recommendations because, man, I need some I need some books in my life that I could really dive into. So um, love to hear from you guys and keep reading comics. Cowabunga nerds.